the three most important letters in sports. Even better than those. TVV. 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 It's Fox 6 Sports Director Tim Van Voren on Homer and Tony. Tim Van Voren is brought to you by Mars Cheese Castle, a Wisconsin landmark that you need to experience off I-94 in Kenosha. Meets Cheese's Bakery, Bar, and Restaurant all under one roof. Learn more at MarsCheese.com. TVV, Tim Van Moore, Fox 6 Sports, three-time Wisconsin sportscaster of the year, Hall of Fame wingman. He's probably won other awards, but he won't tell us, so the Institute hasn't found out yet. Tim Van Moore, TVV, good afternoon. Good afternoon to both of you. Uh, let's just address the Brewers first. There may be some thought you wish to add um, regarding uh, their loss to the Atlanta Braves. What what? What do you want to say first that you thus believe is the most important point? Hmm. I don't know that I'm going to break any new ground. You, you know, you win the first game of a best of five series, you have to believe it. At least get uh, get another one. So they they just uh, didn't do it at the right time, and I don't even really think it was good. Some of the games were close. But I never really had the feeling the Brewers were going to win those. Things. You were trying to see if they could stay in, but I never had the feeling, two, three, four, that they were going to win those. Not not going into it, I'm not saying that, but as the game played yeah. out, it just it just felt like the Braves had the upper hand. Didn't you agree, didn't you agree with Homer to, uh, to score first in the last game? That's what I said. Yeah. They score first. Score first. Get them. That's it. And uh, I neglected to mention when you do score first, don't let the other team tie you immediately. You need to have that lead for a while to build on it, but yeah, a little corollary there. Yeah, I didn't say. I, you know, they get out first. Uh, you think the chances are okay? I, I didn't have an issue with Eric Lauer pitching. I think Eric Lauer was not the the problem there in Game Four. It was the offense, and you know what? The the in Game Four, who was it? Duvall kind of misread that one ball, and he kept running. He, he got he was out easy out on the double play. And at the time, I thought to myself, that's really the first time the Braves have open the door with any kind of miscue. Mm-hmm. You know, they played a pretty much airtight series, and you had to beat them, and the Brewers couldn't. Yeah, and we'd seen that offense at various points, so it's not like we can say we were shocked. Um, disappointed, yeah. but not shocked. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that Adamus Wardow, you know, he was so important for the regular season, yeah. and, you know, he just he wasn't the same player at the end. I, I thought Juan was tremendous in Milwaukee this season. Obviously, he didn't have a very uh, you know a successful series at all. So the top of your order just set the tone, and it wasn't the right tone. Uh, I'm uh, not worried because as long as David Stearns is the president, I say they have a chance to win. I'm counting on a World Series if he's here in the next ten years. Uh, I don't. People ask me what are they going to do. I go, I don't know. They go, don't you even look at? Nope. Whatever he does, I'm going to support. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's going to do. They're going to have to. Um, make it. I, I don't know. Uh, um, they've got so many players that are going to get more money. They don't. I don't know that they're going to have enough money. What? What do you look at as? What seems most likely? Well, you start you, you, your strength next year is going to be the same strength you had this year, which is the pitching. Yep. But as you say, the payroll is a concern as it goes up, and what can you put around that? So you, you know you're going to be in the same spot probably next year. Bank on your starting pitching. Obviously, they have to pay Josh Hader unless they deal him. But but you know he's so good at the end of that bullpen. 
that's going to be your formula, and you're going to have to piece it together to give those guys enough runs. I don't think that's easily done, but maybe they can do it. I, I admire your faith. Homer. You do have a starting point of pitching, which is the best thing to have in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and and everybody asks you, ask me, ask Tony about Yelich, and I go, I don't have an answer. Brian Anderson said when we talked to him, he's just not 100%. I assume it's the back, um, but um, that's huge, like the sun is huge. Um, it's a keen observer of the obvious, but no one knows what to do because no one can understand what's going on unless you can and you have something. Mm, no, I'm unlike everybody else. Yeah, I did talk to some people out at the ballpark. Oh, you know, it's the season one down, got out there a few times, which was great. And, uh, you know, a couple people told me scouts from other teams are saying that Yelich is he's just not moving the way he was. Is that the back? Is that the knee? Is that age? Who knows? But he's still pretty good straight line coming in, going out. But the the lateral stuff is not the same. Wow. Yeah, and so that that you know bears watching, I guess, as you go forward. Yeah. You know, Tony could tell you. You know, feeling healthy is a big part of performing at a at a, at a top level, at an elite level in any sport. Maybe he just doesn't feel healthy. Or maybe he just isn't healthy. Yeah, I'm going by what Brian said, and there's no way he would ever say it. So you can don't waste the time thinking Yelich would say anything. No, no, absolutely not. But the investment in Christian Yelich, I mean, I don't, was it realistic to think the Craig Council is going to take him out of the lineup for somebody else? No, I can't imagine. I mean, it's an organizational deal with that kind of unit. I, I just that's unrealistic to think in my mind. That the organizational decision would be to play Tyrone Taylor ahead of Christian Yelich in the playoffs. I just don't. I just right. don't think that's reality. I think it is reality now, though. Well, going forward, it might yes. be a different animal. Yeah, but well, I, think... I just don't think you could have done that. I, I just don't think organizationally that that was realistic. Yeah, yeah, but didn't didn't I, I thought I heard you guys say that he was? It wasn't like he was wasn't producing. He just wasn't producing at the Christian Yelich level. Yeah, no, he gets on base. Yeah, with no power. You know, he's an, he's just a guy. And if you need power and you need something, you're not going to get it from him. Um, I would have right. moved – I mean, you could argue moving him down further in the lineup, but sometimes you want guys to get on base on the top. But that's – when he made the last out, there was absolutely no one that was surprised. None. It was not uh, an at-bat he's going to share us. Yeah. And it's just – it's like I thought this more last year than this he, year. I thought he was setting up to be the hero there. Yeah, uh, no one. Th- but you, you going? You're like, what's going on? What do you not see? How, how does that at bat exist in the mind of Christian Yelich? Right, of not swinging or balls being right down the middle of the plate. Or remember last year, and then I'm just amazed they walk him. I just don't know why you would walk Christian Yelich. I'm throwing the ball like, fine, hit it. And they still play a you know pretty significant shift on him, so you know I don't I don't know why occasionally they can't just you know pop one through there on the left side and just you know it's you know get a layup get get something going you're a straight shooter you're not making ball making shots get get a layup pop, pop it in there right you're no longer hitting home runs so uh, Jim Gantner by the way is going to be the one to watch and look at players learning to hit to that open area he doesn't understand why they don't do it and I said well then I want you to. Uh, do the research and uh, go to training, spring training and see if they don't work on that. But, yeah, Christian Yelich would be the perfect guy who should spend his whole time learning to hit to that open side because he's not giving up home runs anymore. One of the best youth baseball coaches I was ever exposed to just preached the value for certain left-handed hitters 
five point five hole. You just hit it in the five but you hit it between shortstop and third base, they'll never defend it. And now and there's the no one right. there. And that 5. was when there were people right. there. Straight exactly. That's where it played straight defense. But that was the five point five hole and he said, well, why? Why is that not exploited? on a regular basis at any level of baseball. I know, and no one does it. You don't even see players try it in games. And my assumption is it must be more difficult than people think because the pitchers throw so hard. I don't know. You got one guy on one side of second base. and I don't know. I remember when uh, Carlos Beltran took that called third strike to end the, what, the World Series maybe? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and then just, you know, just got hammered over that. Um, I don't. I don't know that the reaction is quite the same to Christian Yelich, but it's a tough way to see a season end if you're a fan of that team. Yeah, and the saddest part, and it ended in that sad, bad part in which everybody still likes him, and if you had to guess what would happen, you would have guessed that it occurred, though maybe not him not taking a full swing at all. But in terms of, um, all right, he's up there, what's going to happen? Uh, he's Maybe he'll get a walk. But... Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's the, the court of public opinion on him has really swung though. A couple of years ago, I got to do literally do nothing wrong, which was kind of the way he was hitting. Yep. You know what I mean? It was almost automatic up there. But boy, you know, there's, there's a lot of as I say, if you what are the averages of that series? What did Wong and Adamas do versus Yelich? I mean, we all know who's being paid what. We all know all that stuff where you are in the lineup. But he wasn't alone. In the series, yeah, he was not alone in the series in failing with the bat. And Eduardo Escobar, you know, you acquire him, he's he's on the bench the last couple of games. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd love to have counsel just answer the questions why he did what he did with no uh, follow up question, just what was going through his mind, and everything seemed to work during the regular season, other than stretches, and everything now just didn't work. I Atlanta just looked like a better team. In these four games, I'd say, in these four games, again, you, you mentioned a moment ago, I heard before I came on, but you know, the things fell into place for the Bucs. Nothing fell into place for the Bucs, right. literally. And they, Nothing fell into, I mean, Orioles made a great place, but otherwise, you know, the, the balls that were hit hard, they, theirs didn't fall in. Yep. And uh, the ones that the Braves hit, you know, hard or not, a lot of them were in the right spot. And it's a credit to Braves. I mean, if you thought Jack Peterson was going to have that impact on a playoff series, Hey, what better uh, midseason acquisition was there in baseball than that? Yep. No, and even when it, even winning the first game was shaky, it was just iffy. There was nothing. They got the the home run. It just it uh, everything uh, everything just seemed difficult. To the Packers, TBV, Tim Van Born, Fox Six Sports. Next. The Middle Light Fall Football Tour is back and coming to a Buffalo Wild Wings in the Milwaukee area tomorrow. I'll be there. Hall of Famer Tony Smith will be there. And a special appearance by Mark Tauscher. He's going to be behind the bar, I think, from 2 to 4. 2 to 4 tomorrow, live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Waukesha. And another reason, a chance to win two Packers tickets to the Washington game. You have to be there to win. We give them away at 4. Your best chance ever in your life to win two Packer tickets there at Buffalo Wild Wings in Waukesha tomorrow. you got to be there at 4 to win. And you can thank me if you do. Enjoy $2.75 Miller Lite draft pints during pro football games of Buffalo Wild Wings and in Green Bay at Anduzzi's The Turn in 1919 Kitchen and Tap. Buffalo Wild Wings, your official living room of football season. Please drink Molson Coors responsibly. Must be 21 years or older to participate. You're listening to Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Was before my-
Tim Van Vort, Fox 6 Sports. Whatever you want to say about the Green Bay Packers, I will be happy if the defense holds the Bears to 21 or under. Tony says I'm too soft. He wants their average 16 or less, average, yes. even though the Packers are missing their two best players, and now the, the Bears, Bears are, are missing, missing their top two all, running backs. Anybody who could run the ball. Yeah, and their quarterback, uh, I don't know how hurt the uh, field is. So, TVV, what do you say? About what would make me happy or what I'm expecting on Sunday? Both. Yeah. I'm expecting Tony to be happy on Monday. Ooh. Thank you. Under 16. Why? The Bears, to me, generally just don't score much against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't, they don't think score they score much have against much. anybody. They average 16, DVV. Yeah. They, they, I'm saying they have a paltry passing attack. Uh, the balance is off with the running backs, who are now two of them are off uh, for Sunday. Yes, I agree that the Packers are depleted in the defensive backfield, but I don't think the Bears are the team that can take advantage of that. And how are you feeling about the Green Bay Packers big picture? Positive. They're four and one. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so I mean, that's to me, that's the big picture. I mean, you know, last year Dallas, oh, we're scoring, we're doing all this stuff. Yeah, well, you weren't winning games, and then Dak Prescott got hurt, and everything went wrong. So, uh, you know, I think fine, positive. I, uh, they're they're certainly not peaking too early. You don't have that concern with the Packers. They have a lot of things they they need to get better on in all three. Do I sound like a coach here? All three phases, but. Um, that four and one. I've said it before with you guys. They're going to have a very hard time not winning the division. That's still evident to me. So, you know, work on things. Win the division. You have a home playoff game. I think we've seen this movie before. It's just a matter of, you know, if it's going to have a different ending that didn't get approved by the focus group at the end. What's the strength of this team? And is it the exact same thing you thought before they started playing their first game? Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is the strength of this team. And uh, they're good enough to, to – it's not a two-man football game, but, I mean, they're good enough to give you a shot every week. I really legitimately believe that. The Packers have gotten let, – let's just analyze the rest of their team. Aaron Jones, very capable, over 100 yards last week, definitely mm-hmm. a threat in the backfield. A.J. Dillon, I think, a perfect compliment to him. Offensive line has played well and is getting two accomplished players back at some point as we go forward here. That's a strength. Tight end, to me, they know what they have there. The numbers aren't big so far this year, but you know, Tony improved last year. I don't think he's a fluke at all. I think he's a legit, very legitimate uh, threat from a receiving threat. They know how to utilize their personnel there. Devontae Adams? best in the league. If you get MVS back, stretches the field. Okay, special teams, suspect to this point. Mason Crosby, you know, good until last week, but Bajorquez can bang the ball, but return game, Kylan Hill's done really nothing in the regular season, and Amari Rogers looks to me like he's more apt to be to have a negative play than a positive play for you back there. And the defense, I think we've all said, is is mediocre. You know, some some statistically uh, analyze categories less than that. Other areas they say, well, they're, you know, they're doing some of the things, these things better and they're improving. So by and large to me, it's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and that gives you a shot against just about anybody, uh, but it doesn't put your head and shoulders above anybody either. Um, TV, now I I'm, I'm feel like I've just been thrusted back to like last season when I said uh, they need more 
receivers. They need a number two. Everybody's talking, oh, no, they got the, the best receiver in the game. Blah, blah, blah. They're talking MVS, who we know is way below average. But We don't know that, but you if do. If the offense is going to be what's going to carry the team as far as it's going to go, we, we already decided we can't depend on the defense. Um, why not give him a capable number two, just a, a respected number two? I, I, I don't even need like someone great. I mean, just someone who you can depend on to be there every game to get a few balls because we know Devontae is uh, receiving a lot of attention. I mean, Tanyan has to stay in and block. That's why he's not going out for routes. He's not going to get anything right now. But I'm saying you need a, a real number two. Is that something that maybe uh, they're going to look at uh, midseason? I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility at all this year. You know, they feel pretty good about their group, but who has Rodgers gone to when he's needed a completion the last few weeks? Randall Cobb. Uh, granted with, I was going to say, without MBS, I think it's Randall Cobb, who, uh, you know, credit to him, but, uh, you know, he's not an ascending player at this point of his career. And, uh, you know, so that tells you a little bit of something about Rodgers' comfort level or confidence in the other people out there. Again, MVS was out for that. I think MVS, you know, does add more than you think he adds. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. And that's the kind of player that's available, a number two wide receiver. That's the kind of guy you can get uh, when, you know, midseason moves are made and these teams drop off on somebody who's making money. We've seen a lot of those guys in recent years move around. Some of them were productive and some of them weren't uh, when they moved to a new team. You know, Mohamed Sanu uh, was not productive. Some are still in the league. Golden T. Those are the guys that moved in recent years, along with others, that's the kind of kind of, kind of player the Packers could be uh, at least talking to. Yeah, and I, I think if you move to Aaron Rodgers as your QB and you can uh, play uh, receiver a little bit, uh, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna do fine. I just think they need to enhance the strengths that they have, which is getting Rodgers another weapon that he can actually use. And you know, my my belief is this is uh, this is still an offensive football team. Offense dictates however far this team is going to go. So you need to add to your if you need to add to your offense, or you need to your offense need to become more productive. Let's put it that way, whether it's adding or not. Um, and I would agree with you if Devontae Adams is drawing the level of coverage you would expect him to draw for the second half of the season. Somebody else on that other side, just by accident, should be able to put up some pretty good numbers. Talking with Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports. I will be shocked if they lose to the Bears in Chicago because Aaron Rodgers has owned the Chicago Bears as much in Soldier Field as he has at Lambeau Field. It is, statistically, Lambeau Field South. Uh, Stats are for losers. We know There that. you go. Um, Aaron Rodgers isn't, though. Um, shocked, surprised, uh, what would be your word if the Packers were to lose Sunday at Soldier Field to the Bears. Startled. It would require some sort of curveball-type situation in the game, which can happen. I mean, we saw last week of the missed field goals, or you get a you know a special teams return touchdown for Chicago or something. But I'd be startled if the Packers lose this game. What is your biggest concern about the Packers? Startled. That's somewhere between surprised and shocked, isn't it? Like in the middle? Startled, like someone's just hey, Tim, Packers lost. Oh, what? No, <laughs> something weird has to happen. Just like the year they lost because Walter Payton had just died and he blocked the field goal at the end of the game, right? Yeah, Brian Robinson did that, yep. Or, uh, you know, uh, Rodgers gets hurt uh, in the middle of a game. You know, something. Yeah. 
I mean, the Packers have the upper hand in this series. Or Don Mikowski goes past the line of scrimmage and completes the pass. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a Packer win. But yeah. that's when the Bears were dominating I know, the series. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. Those are asterisk-type plays, literally in the Mikowski situation. Asterisk-type plays, and that's probably, I think, what it would take on Sunday for the Bears to win. Maybe I'm maybe I'm um, overlooking the Bears, but I think if you know, their schedule has been very fortuitous so far. If you ever wanted to play the Las Vegas Raiders, last Sunday was the weekend to play the Las Vegas Raiders. You know they they have been in good situations. To their credit, they're three and two. I did not think they would be three and two to this point. So to their credit, they're there. But I think the Packers win this game, and you know I, I think it's a Packers game all the way. And lastly, tell us something about Devondre Campbell. Did you have any idea? Did anybody have any idea? Is he as good as it seems he is? He's creating turnovers in the fourth quarter. What? Uh, finish with anything you want on the former Gopher. Uh, you know, I, I didn't expect him to have this type of impact. I, he, he carries himself well out there. You can see that he just he's just kind of quietly go about his business kind of guy on the practice field. And even when they first brought him in, he's like, you know, suit up, there I go. I remember the first day he was there at practice looking at him. So I, I can't give you a great... Um, ending point here on Devondre Campbell, but I would say he's been a real solid acquisition, and I wonder what Jalen Smith will turn out to be. The Jalen Smith acquisition, based on scouting reports and what you're expecting to get out of him, probably pretty similar to what you thought out of Devondre Campbell in terms of expectations. Campbell's been a big plus, a big asset. I wonder what Smith will be. Thanks, TVV. Hold on, TV. What? Hold Whoa. on. Hold on, TV. Yeah. Oh, I'm startled. Tony, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let me startle you. Uh, yeah. hey, who, uh, who's winning? Giants, Dodgers tonight. Who's winning? Uh, I'll go Giants. Nice. I love it. Thank you very much. 100 to 1 to win the World Series before the season started. Thanks, TVV. Thanks. See you guys. Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports. The head coach, Matt LaFleur. Will he say anything about stats?